There is nothing wrong with your internet. Do not attempt to adjust your settings. We are controlling the podcast. We control the squealing and the screams. We can make your heart flutter, your eyes blur from tears, or sharpen your mind to crystal clarity. For the next hour, sit back. We are in control of what you hear. We repeat, there is nothing wrong with your settings. You are about to experience the awe and mystery known as the female mind. You are now entering the Fangirl Zone. Hello everyone and welcome to Sci-Fi Talk in the Fangirl Zone, a podcast where we discuss shows on the Sci-Fi Channel. I'm Sean Fangirl S. And I'm Steve, and tonight we'll be discussing episode three of season three of The Expanse. Oh my god. Wow. They yeah. are not holding back. <laughs> no, There's they're not. No more world building and story building. We're just both feet deep in here. Hold this boulder. Yeah. <laughs> I'm loving this. This was just oh, like this, a holy shit kind of episode. Yes. yes. Amazing. Amazing episode. There was a lot of pieces falling in that I was surprised about. Yeah. And oh, I don't know. It's good. And then there's a lot of stress still. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, and the little quips, though. I do love the quips that have been happening. So before we get there, you have some ratings news, which this is really disappointing for me. Not the overall number, but like what it's rated. And right. I don't understand with those numbers, but I somehow think the live plus seven is going to be like giant. I'm certainly hoping so, because episode two brought in a 0.15 in adults 18 to 49 with 0.5, 500 million viewers. So half a million viewers. What? That's a lot of people stuff. Yeah, it's a lot of people, but it came in the 64th rated cable show for the day. That's what I'm saying with that many people. Wow. Yeah. Well, I think they base it more on the share than they do on the viewers. Oh. Because it came in with a point zero five. I mean, 0. 0.15. That's what brought it in as 64. So oh, okay. apparently in that time slot, other people are watching other things on cable, but it could be the basketball playoffs, too. Oh, that's true. This is what happens when I don't really know about a whole lot of sports. Yeah. I watch hockey. That's about it. <laughs> well, the hockey playoffs are going on, too, so. Yeah, but see, the Hawks aren't in it, so I kind yeah, of so. like, eh. <laughs> I've given up. Hockey's over for you for it the season. It is. <laughs> my team's not in anymore. I'm like, womp, womp, womp. Okay. I'll watch my shows then. I'll watch my stories, as my husband keeps saying. I'm like, really? If this is what the stories were in the telenovelas, I think I'd be okay with everybody watching this. Right. It's playing out kind of that way. It's a little bit, we yeah. Got, we got all this crazy stuff. All you need is some dramatic music and, like, side eyes at everybody. Yeah, why not? And? <laughs> and there were a few of those. There was. <laughs> especially the final scene. That felt very much like a soap opera. Oh, yeah. Oh, Aaron Wright, I hate you so much. Yes. All right, let's you jump into snake. episode three. Oh, ugh. <laughs> Episode 3, Assured Destruction. Earth strategizes a costly ploy to gain advantage in the war against Mars. Anna struggles to convince Sorrento Gillis to do the right thing. Avasalara and Bobby seek refuge above the Rossinati. 
Also known as, I don't know, the new thing that sounds kind of like food. Yeah. <laughs> She's going to be the Rossi. So let's start in Io. There's all sorts of stuff happening. And yeah. this was kind of weird to me. Oh, my God. I'm starting with weird again. <laughs> so you have Mao watching the children on the monitors. It's like, oh, it's good they get to play together. It's like, why are you worried about the kids right now? Well, I think that it's because it is the children, and he's already lost his daughter, Julie, to this proto-molecule. And now Strickland is saying we can finally break through and control the proto-molecule by using these children, and apparently that's kind of gotten to Mao just a little bit. I don't think it did right away. Like, No. I'm thinking, yeah, he's watching the kids and thinking... Maybe thinking back on Julie. Right. And even when Strickland's like, oh, yeah, it's great for them to play because it's great for the protomolecule. It's like, what? Yeah. And he just, he didn't even flinch. But it's like when he he looks over at a tech who happens to get up from her station. And then there's a picture of Julie from her hotel back on Eros. I was like, wait, what was it? That's when he kind of looked and it's like, oh, crap. Right. I did this to my own kid. Yeah. And I think that's when it kind of starts, like, weaving its way into his psyche, like. Oh, yeah. There's no doubt that was the tipping point for him. Uh, Because his attitude seems to change quite a bit as the episode goes along. Yeah. I mean, we see the kids playing and Katala sneaks up on May and, and she sees his arm and she's like, oh, does it hurt? He's like, no, I feel strong. And he's like, hey, want to see something cool? All right. Now, first of all, kid, this is like the third time you're saying this. Right. Let's see something. <laughs> yeah. All right. I want to see something cool. Do it. And, well, he does because he, gosh, he, he jumped and kind of just scaled the wall. And then he's up on a catwalk and everyone's like, yay, look at how awesome and what he's doing. This is so cool. Now, May looked a little bit freaked out, though. Oh, yeah. She was she... cheering, but she looked a little nervous. Yeah. She was scared of what he was able to do it's like no i don't think i'm ready for this right and even then, though later on she tells him that she would love to show her daddy that she could do it <laughs> right but she's smart enough to be like mm, not sure yeah and even when mao's watching this he's like can all the kids do stuff like this and strickland's like oh no we don't have that much supply we're only gonna infect one kid at a time what infect one kid at a time wow aren't you a sport Yeah. But it's it gives May a chance, at least. That's true. But it's just creepy. Oh, yeah. God, There's Strickland. no doubt that Strickland is <laughs> just as creepy as the other scientists that they found on that station and ended up killing him. Oh, yeah. Miller, that Miller killed. Oh, man. It's just something. It's like him and Aaron Wright are just a pair. Right. <laughs> and I, I don't know what Anything it is. Anything to get what they want. You find just the right creepy level and man it makes me want to punch these guys but yeah (laughs) so we do see may had managed to well basically get loose in this complex and she sees mal and she's like are you someone's dad okay that's a weird random question for this little kid to ask right but he's the only new person that she's seen here in the station so she just assumes that one of the kids that she's with could be his. 
See, I didn't think that. I right. didn't even think about that at all because I just assumed like she knew all the kids. Right. But, yeah, she did. Yeah, I think she did know all the kids, but we only know for sure that she knows Katala. Okay. Yeah. Mao is just like kind of smiling at her, like, "Oh yeah, but nobody you know." And here comes a lab tech, like, "Crap, kid ran off. Come on." Yeah, and he's talking to the boss. Oh no, right. am I in so much trouble? <laughs> yeah, lock these doors. So the lab tech takes May back, and Mao's kind of following them. And suddenly he's like, "Oh, here, l- let me do that." Tells the lab tech like he'll take over, and he's talking to May and picks her up, and she's all excited talking about this cartoon that he said that he believes his kids watched when they were little. Right. Which is like, wow, that's a long-running cartoon. Yeah. <laughs> Barney. Right. Oh, God. No, please, I worked at a daycare. It was dinosaurs. I mean, what? Oh, I worked at a daycare. I don't bring that up. Oh, my God. It's in my head now. But anyway, but it, it was weird that he went from Joe Jackass to I'm going to be nice and talk to this kid and and play with her. Right. I'm like looking at it going, who is this guy? <laughs> this is not the Mao we've seen in two seasons. No, in the season finale of last year, even. Right. And like I said, I think it was the combination of seeing his daughter on the screen, seeing that May is Oriental. I think it reminds him of his daughter even more. Okay. So I think those are the things that are starting to, the earworms that are starting to get into Mao's head. And then, like you said, you know, she's like, oh, I want to show my dad I can jump that high someday. And and I'm sure there's probably something, little flashbacks, like remembering his daughter was probably super excited. Like, Daddy, look at this. Look at this. Yeah. And it's so weird because then suddenly she's like, yeah, Dr. Strickland said I'll be able to do that one day. And I think that's finally, yeah, what finally put him right to the edge. Right. Where he has to take a really long, hard look at everything. And Indeed. And like, I don't know if I can do this. Right. Which is really surprising. Adults, it's no problem, but the kids seem to have an effect on him. Right. Well, I mean, adults, not that this is any kind of explanation, but adults make choices, and adults who do a lot of bad stuff, but these kids are innocent. And the only reason they're being experimented on is because they have a genetic defect. Right. So that was just like, oh, wow, this is rough. And when he finally does see Katala later, where he was showing off, and suddenly he starts seizing up and, like, collapses, and his, like, eyes are glowing, and you see, like, the veins in his face, like, glowing. Right. That's when suddenly it seemed like, all right, I don't think we can keep doing this. Because this kid seemed all right, and then now look at this. What the hell? Right. And, of course, May sees him in the window and waves at him, and he waves back just before Katala collapses. And so he not only gets to see what happens to Katala, but he gets to see May's reaction as well. Right. And at the same time, there's suddenly a message from the Agatha King, which every time that came on screen, I'm like, Agatha Christie. I don't know why. Yeah. (laughs) That... They're en route to take over the project. And I think right. all of this is like, all right, I'm not even going to be running this anymore. Right. And I need to put a stop to this now. Yeah. Because Strickland comes in again, like, no big deal. 
Right. Oh, yeah. We isolated him. Sedated the kids. They're fine. Wow. Right. If you're just going to be all like, oh, no big deal. We sedated kids. I think you've kind of gone past any normal doctor. Right. And to, to supposedly have been a pediatrician, you go, no. No. Just no. 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 <laughs> Creep factor dialed up to a hundred here. Right. And oh, it gets worse. How? But it does. Yes. And I was like, uh, yeah, we need to pull the plug on this. We're not doing this to the kids. And Strickland's like, what are you talking about? This has been really successful. We can control them. We're on the verge of so much. And Mal's just like, dude, no. Yeah. And it it just surprised me. Because he's like, you're torturing kids. We're creating killing machines. And we're, and this is funny that he says light years away because it's like not even a time measure of time, but whatever. But we are right, so far but of away. Ah, oh, and right. and they're still they have that shot of what was it the um the Arbogast? Yeah, the Arbogast in pieces still above Venus. I'm assuming yes. it's still hanging that way. Oh yeah, absolutely it is. is that <laughs> all the people are just kind of hanging there, like I am neither alive or dead. This sucks. Somebody do something. Yeah, I don't think any of them are alive. I wouldn't think I think so. they were alive for a few seconds of, and then the coldness of space sucked the life right out of them. At least they're not just there like, uh, what am I, ha- what am I doing? <laughs> right, yeah, what the hell is happening I am happening frozen in time, yeah. But Mal's just like, shut it down, we're done. And I have a really, really bad feeling that Strickland is going to do something really stupid. Yeah, more than likely. Uh, I'm just really hoping that I'm wrong. <laughs> nope. Uh, and we know there the Rossi is heading to Io. We now know that the Agatha King is heading to Io. Everybody's going Shit's to Io. Going down soon. Yes. <laughs> and seeing that the Rossi has little to no weapons against the what was it? The big battleship of the Jupiter. Oh yeah, the- area that you know, even though it's old and having its issues, it still was the the flagship. Yeah. So they ain't got a chance if they ain't, don't get there and get out of there before the Agatha King gets there. That's for sure. Yeah, it, it is worrying me. Uh, yeah. Yeah. All right. Why don't you talk about the UN? Because there's a lot of shit going down there too. Oh, tell me about it. The first thing we see is the UN spy satellite Watchtower 14. And apparently it's been searching out Mars's hidden launching towers, which happen to hold 10 planet busters each. And this is for their first attack. So they've got five of these launching towers placed in the system and... The UN has found two of them, and of course, Aaron Wright wants to attack now. Yeah, because Aaron it, Wright's a jerk. Yeah, I mean, come on, man. If they've got three others, as soon as the first two go down, the other three are firing on you, and you may not be alive. Right. So, of course, Gillis tells him to find all five, and he'll consider it, which is not good news. No, <laughs> because it's like, um... That just seems like you're pushing it a little far. Yes. Because even Gillis is like, listen, 
Maybe we're getting this information, and it's fake information, because Mars wants to come to the table to talk. And right. Aaron Wright, being Aaron Wright, oh, no, no, that's not what it is. They don't want any peace. We need to destroy them. It's like, Jesus, dude. Yeah. You- he is staying in Gillis's ear saying, we got to make the first move. It's us or them, and your legacy depends on what you do, and just everything to stay in his ear and keep him confused as to what the best path forward would be. So, of course, Anna's got some preliminary thoughts for his speech, and it sounds pretty good if we weren't, he wasn't considering blowing up Mars launching towers. (laughs) And, of course, during this, Gillis receives the message that the fourth launch pad is found and the fifth is imminent. So, even when Aaron Wright's not in his ear, he's in his ear. Yeah, I know. Can we block him? <laughs> yeah. And then Gillis and Anna get into this heated debate about Gillis trying to want it to sound like it's a holy war against Mars, and Anna is just not having anything to do with it. Why is you he know? trying to make it like it's a holy war? That's what I don't understand. Well, I think that that's the only thing he can come up with that would basically cause the people to support his position. Okay. That's the only thing he can come up with. Cause, you know, as of right now, Mars hasn't really done anything. They're talk, they talk tough and stuff like that, but they haven't really attacked anybody except out in space. None of the Earth hasn't been attacked yet by Mars. That's true. But. Technically, Mars hasn't been attacked by Earth either. Right. It's just out. Yeah, what was it? The station. Yeah. Get Ganymede. So and right now, they could both just play off what happened, except Earth made an official declaration of war. Right. So I don't think you're in the right no matter what you do there, Gillis. No, not at all. And she tells him that the best he can hope for is that it's justified. And, of course, how many sacrifices can you make and still tell yourself you're doing God's work? And this was interesting because she's like, well, we know it's more than 37. It's like, what does that mean? So something from their past, which is what I think she's still mad about. Right. It's like, ooh, what was it? Yeah. (laughs) Unless that was the number of people on the outpost that they destroyed. Which it might have been. It wasn't a big one, and it wasn't a large number of casualties. So that might have been it. But it might be something from their past as well. I feel like it's got to be something from the past. Right. And how many to sacrifice, which will make the leader a good man, she tells him as few as possible. Yeah, good luck with that if you're trying to fire off missiles. Yeah, because Gillis shows up in the war room and is told... The location of the platform has been confirmed. And, of course, he asked about casualties, and the military general was about to tell him when Aaron Wright, of course, shuts that down and says, Oh, it's great. We're we're going to – we have the element of surprise. Oh, yeah. I and When he said that, I didn't look back at her and like, the number, please. Exactly. And, of course, he goes, Oh, our success rate will be 82%. And, of course – it isn't stated, but they had already had their guns powered up, just waiting him, waiting for him to say fire. Yeah. 
shouldn't those not be even be powered up yet? Exactly. Not until the Secretary General comes in and says, okay, let's do this. Right. So Aaron Wright is looking closer and closer to being one that's about to take over if somebody doesn't stop him soon, Abba Sarala. I need Aaron Wright to go down. <laughs> yes. Quickly. And, of course, Aaron, Aaron Wright says, well, that would be very unlikely. And the planetary defenses are in position. Like, yeah, right. We see how well that worked. So, of course, Gillis tells him 82% isn't good enough and to stand down. But later that night, Aaron Wright pays Gillis a visit, and they get into a conversation about his legacy. And, of course, Aaron Wright is telling him speeches don't define his legacy. It's his actions. Yes. And I'm like, all right, great. He's going to, like, shoot him down. And this is, he's going to be, like, pushed to the side. I was excited about that. Right. Then it didn't seem to keep going that way, though. And no. Because then he turns it around to and tells him that they need to end this because of Venus. And they don't know who or what their next enemy is. And if casualties scare you, then imagine another Eros. <sighs> yeah. I and if can't he with this man. He makes me so mad. Yeah, he'll be remembered as the man who united humanity in the face of first contact. Oh, bullshit. And that's a legacy you won't need anyone to write. Uh, Just you know go. what, Aaron Wright? You are laying, you, laying on the crap so thick at this point. Yes, just feeding him the BS. <laughs> so, of course, we're back in the war room. The rail guns are ready. All targets are locked for simultaneous impact. And, of course, Gillis is still not 100% sure of this, so Aaron Wright has to poke him on your command. Right. Gillis finally says, fire. It's like, do it. Do it. Exactly. You got the devil on one shoulder, and you don't have an angel on the other that was strong enough, and the devil won this time, because each of the railguns fire until the fifth one, and we have a launch failure. I feel like it was something Aaron Wright set up. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Because he just ate it up. Yeah. I mean, he did look freaked out at first. Right. So I was like, maybe this wasn't expected. And that maybe he knew that Gillis was going to be like, this is your fault. Right. That's what I was hoping. Except. No, he made sure he turned it around real quick. So, of course, the fifth one finally does fire, but by the time it gets to the launch pad, Mars gets a missile off, and they all have to stand there and watch as it comes in. And the planetary defense systems went out with a whimper. That missile just opened fire on them, and none of them got close to it. Well, I mean, and it did really well for most of it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't think so. But it hits in South America with an estimated 2 million people in the strike zone. So there's your 82%. Yeah. Of course, Aaron Wright wants to know what happened to the rail guns. And, of course, it's a power cycling malfunction from charging up and standing down from earlier. What? That doesn't make a lot of sense. BS is that. You got, like, real old. 
rail guns or something. It's like right. Are those rail guns the age of the Angela King? Right. You should be cycling those on and off all the time. So of course, later that night, Aaron Wright enters Gillis's office and sees that Anna is there watching the news, reporting on the horrible things in South America. God, this is what was pissing me off when this happened. Oh, big time, because Aaron goes, you know what makes this worse? It didn't need to happen. She'd been like, yeah, you're right. Had you not pushed him into firing, it wouldn't have happened. Exactly, because she knew he was thinking about it. Especially after Aaron Wright says we had a military option earlier today that would have prevented that. There were, were risks, costs which the Secretary General was unwilling to take. If only he hadn't wavered. And she just looked at her. Now, I really think that she knows, because he walked away after that, that he's just laying on the BS super thick and that she can see through it. I think so, too. But, of course, he goes, oh, it's a good thing you're here, though. He's going to need you now more than ever. So it's just, oh, it was just like walking in with the old white gloves and going, pap, 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 slapping her in the face with it. I won this round. Oh, God, this yeah. man. <laughs> I know. Okay. He's doing bad really good because everybody hates him. Oh, man. He is, I don't know, the epitome of just slimy. Yes. <laughs> anyway. And what's funny is he could be end up on the short end of the stick. Not soon enough. Oh, yeah, I know. But he really could end up on the short st- end of the stick when this is all said and done. I hope they crucify him. Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, drop God. him off on Venus. Right, yeah. I just ugh, turn him into a proto-molecule monster. I don't know. And then throw the ball up and let the Rossi uh, incinerate oh, him in their drive please. clue. <laughs> just, okay, let me move on because I'm getting super aggravated with this guy. All right. Hey, guess what? The dropship survived. All right. Kotiar is alive. He's pretty worse for wear, but he's alive. Yeah. And Theo, they hear the ping, and they're like, yay. Why the heck did they send the Agatha King after us, though? Right. Okay, this big bat. That's a pretty big uh, ship to pick up a little drop ship. Yeah, it's like, all right, hey, we're getting picked up. So as the Agatha King is headed towards the ship, all of a sudden we get an incoming message. On the Agatha King from Admiral Wynn, saying, hey, Admiral Souther. Now, have we seen him before? Because he looks really familiar. Yes. Okay. He was the one in charge of all the military at one time, and Avasarala just basically got him demoted. Okay, I wasn't 100%. Right. All right. It's like, hey, uh, by the way, those people are like bad guys from the brig. Don't talk to them. Right. Huh? That's weird. We have a dropship just kind of hanging out in space, but we have to think that these are serious people. All right, then. Well, back on the dropship, Kotiar is trying to calm Theo down because he's like a kid all hopped up on pixie sticks all of a sudden. Oh, absolutely. He's so paranoid that they've got to get their story straight. And what if this <laughs> happens? What if that happens? And- <laughs> <laughs> now, of course. like, oh, okay, well, we can do this. And a little bit. And Kotiar's like, breathe. Yeah. And he's breathing until he stops. Yeah. That was rough, because Kotiar's like, I'm so sorry. As he strangled yeah. him, it's like, damn. Yeah. But 
you knew that if Theo lived, they were going to get everything out of him. Oh, yeah. So Cotillard did the right thing there. Don't like it, but it was the right move. Yeah. Yeah. There was no question. And had Lynn gotten his hand on Theo, he would have just said anything, even if it wasn't true. Right. So, I mean, it's rough. (laughs) Sorry, Theo. Thanks for getting us that calm link that we needed, but hopefully things will look better. I don't know. In your next life, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you get to avoid the war. So there's that. Because this may not. You won't be tortured. Right. It won't end well and you may not become a proto-molecule. So you you got that going for you. (laughs) (laughs) I got that going for me. All right. Anyway. So Souther is being updated on the prisoner who is down in sickbay. And he's like, wait a minute. I know that guy. He was working with Ava Solara. Yep. That's his spy. And if you remember his, I don't know, second command, I'm right. assuming, that happened to be on, on the bridge, he looked real familiar, didn't he? Oh, just a just little. little. One of our guys <laughs> from Killjoys who is now hanging out over here. I'm hoping yeah. he will be on more in a little bit more. Because I'm looking at him going, wait a minute. I know that face. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. It was great. Sci-fi yes, brings it was. all of our people together and makes us happy. But anyway. Yes. Oh, we have an admiral coming on deck now. Lynn comes aboard, asks for permission to come aboard. It's like, oh, this is all very you know, formal. formal. yeah. And Souther even says, the ship is yours. And he's like, that's not necessary. It's like, oh, okay. And Souther's kind of looking at him like, that's kind of weird. Right. Uh, you would take a man because you're the highest in command here. Right. Highest rank. Right. Uh, okay, uh, are the prisoners secure? Uh, I need to talk to them. And uh, so they're kind of looking at him kind of like, this is kind of weird. What are you doing here? What, what's going on? Yeah. Like, none of yeah. this what, is Why is normal. this so important? Right. Yeah. And then he's like, well, only one survived, and he's down in med bay. He was shot. It's like, huh, okay. Uh, we're going to go down and talk to him, okay? Let's, let's head on down. It's like, and I keep looking at Lynn, and I'm like, I don't feel real good about you talking to anybody. No. <laughs> I'm not feeling good about you at all right now. No, you got Aaron Wright's stench all over uh, you. Yes. And then, of course, when he's down there talking to Kotiar, and he's all like, uh, so what happened to Avasalara? It's like, oh, she's dead. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> I don't think so. I don't believe you. And he's like, and what happened to that little ship that was on board, too? Why do you know what's on, what was on board? Yeah. That that would have been my question. Like, I'd have looked at him and been like, wait, what do you know about a ship? Yeah. But then, you know, Kotiar's like, oh, yeah, the Marine took it. She took off. Uh, barely got out. And and he's like, yeah, yeah, I don't believe you. You're lying because obviously you were from Solara and you wouldn't leave her. And he's like, maybe right. you should have thought about that before the UN fired on a, a yacht. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And all of a sudden that kind of perked up Southern. He's like, wait, what? Yeah. And he's like, are you implying? And I love this. Because Coach here is like, I'm not implying anything. That's what happened. They fired. Been... What do you think you're picking me up out of? Yeah. And I think this was really when Souther was like, all right, something really isn't right right now. Exactly. And that. And he puts a little plan into action. Yes. <laughs> I'm very happy about that. Because I'm glad to see that there are still people who are not just Aaron Wright's puppet. Right. Because I love it because Souther's like, you know, we, we're having electric issues here and there. 
All right, let me use this to my advantage. Yeah. It's off there. So understand there's electric issues in 2, 3, and 11, huh? How long is that, that going to be out? But his, his officer kind of looks at him and he's like, no, there's there's nothing. It's He kind of looks at him because he stops. It's like, oh, uh, yeah, like 20 minutes? <laughs> Sounds good. Okay, bye. Yeah. I loved it just because it was like, it took him a minute. He kind of looked at and his commander, like, all right, what do I do? Here, let me see. Yeah. Because <laughs> as soon as he sets it up, wind shows up. Yes. What's going on? Where's Souther? What decks are having electrical problems? So he's right on Souther's ass. Yes. I mean, had a little, little, little bit of a head start, but not very much. Yeah, maybe a minute. Right. Enough <laughs> time to get like. down there to talk. His other officer is like, all right, something isn't right here either. So she's helping out. She's like, all right, all hands on deck. We need to get a fire over here. We need to take care of this. And he's like, listen, Kotiar's in there chained to the bed. He ain't going anywhere. Right. So guard goes off with our second officer. Souther goes in to talk to, to Kotiar. Gets information, which I loved it. Because he's yes. like, all right, Ava Solara is a giant pain in my ass. But you know what? <laughs> she's a patriot. Right. What's up? And Kotiar's just like, oh, here you go. Here's everything. Aaron Wright's behind it all. She was going to bring in Mao. Aaron Wright started all this crap. And and without even the next line, Souther's like, and Wynn's working for him. Son yeah. of a gun. So Wynn comes in to see Kotiar. Souther had already taken off, so we don't have any worries about him being caught there. And right. Kotiar's playing like, no big thing. Can you strap the light? You told me I need a dress. Yeah, <laughs> and that was nice. Right. It's like, oh, you are such a smart ass. Yes. I love it. <laughs> love it. He enjoys oh, it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm happy, though, because last episode we were like, crap. I don't know if he made it. They didn't see the dropship, but we didn't see a body, right. so we were hoping, which I'm glad you yes. get all this snarkiness. Yeah. <laughs> and then back on the bridge, Wynn informs Souther that he's taking him up on his offer and he's taking control of the ship right and has already told navigation that they're heading to io i almost just i don't know i, I almost yelled at my screen because <laughs> like, no don't let him do it and right. suddenly when when's like oh is there a problem do i have to take you totally out of the thing here? right it's like whoa 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 dude yeah somehow i don't think that you and your, like, two people that have come on board are really going to be able to take over the entire ship, because I think some people are pretty loyal to him. Yeah, like, I think so, he's too. He's going to let you do this, because he... Until he has the proof, and then yes. he's going to rest your ass and throw you in the bridge. Yes, because I'm like, he's going to give you just enough rope to hang yourself. Yeah. Oh, man. And then we have all the other drama happening. Oh, and boy, was there a lot of drama. <laughs> so much drama on the Rossi, a.k.a. the Contorta. Yes, we had so much. Oh, man. Because Holden goes and checks on Avasolara's vitals in the med bay. She's still out. And Bobby's below deck and sets her bags down and starts to get comfortable until she sees an insignia on the bulkhead and... 
immediately zips her suit back up and heads back to the main tech, wanting to know who defaced the Martian symbol below. Now, obviously, I have no idea what it's supposed to look like. Right. So I'm just like, oh, okay. But she was like, oh, I'm not getting comfortable. I have to zip back up because I'm pissed. Okay. Relax yeah. there, Bobby. They just saved you guys, <laughs> all right? Exactly. And Amos, of course, speaks up and tells her that he's the one who updated it. Um, and of course she goes, you think it's funny? And he goes, well, maybe not now. <laughs> Amos, Amos, Amos. So of course Alex steps in to split the two apart and get everyone off to the right foot. <laughs> Alex, you failed horribly in this. Because of course he asked Bobby if she got everything she needed off the Razorback and she tells him she needs to charge her armor. And of course Naomi has to pipe up. Not until she tells us what's going on. You know what, Naomi? You're still on thin ice. Yes, very thin ice. So, of course, Bobby is looking at the panels, and she tells them that she did a rotation on the Donager. This ship is the Tatine, and it's more hers than it is yours. You go, oh, no, this is not going to end well. No. Because, of course, Naomi tells her to punch all the panels she likes. You're locked out of our systems. <laughs> and what made me mad is Alex kind of steps in to talk to her. And then she starts giving Alex some shit. Right. And I'm like, girl, he's like one of the reasons that you're saved. Yes. I was not happy. And I'm like, Bobby, you better bring it down a notch. Exactly. And Bob tells him. You think I need my armor to take this ship? And I'm going, Christian, please wake up soon. Please wake <laughs> up soon. Uh, that's the only thing that was going to stop the crap from happening because you had just everybody like, I will just space you. No, I'm going to space you. It's like, oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> it's like everybody's going to go for a spacewalk without a, any kind of suit on here. A suit on, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, of course, Alex tries to convince her that because we saved you, we deserve an explanation. And, of course, Bobby says, well, I can't. It's classified. It's like, Bobby, stop. And then Alex opens foot, inserts mouth by telling Bobby to settle down, darling. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> and it's like, can't you hear his Martian accent? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, because it's like, if you, what was it? Like, if you call me darling again, you're going to be saying that in sign language? Sign language, yes. <laughs> oh, Bobby. Again. <laughs> they just saved you. Yeah. <laughs> and we see Holden coming up to the main deck saying, sounds like things are going well. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. Thank you, Holden. <laughs> Thank you for being a smart aleck and being like, yeah, basically you're all a bunch of children. Of course, Bobby wants to know how... Avasalar is doing, and Holden tells her she's stable and might have some neuro damage, but nothing that the meds can't fix. I was like, whoa, wait, what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and a few more minutes of that burn might have killed her, you think? <laughs> yeah, that was kind of rough on her, especially later when she hates space. She's not going to give up on that ever. <laughs> right. So, of course, Alex informs Holden that Bobby won't tell them why they're out here. And Holden informs them all that they're going to Io. And, of course, Bobby objects. 
And Holden says, well, you can get back on the Razorback then. Well, the comms don't work. Well, we'll fix the comms. So even Holden and Bobby start getting into a shouting mad at each other. I mean, come on. Like I said, Bobby is being, well, Bobby. But, hello, (laughs) they saved you. Give them a little information. They didn't have to do anything. Right. And they're offering to fix up your ship. They're fixing up your, well, crew. Even though Holden obviously knows who Alva Solara is. Right. I don't think the rest of them do, though, right? Mm, Probably not. I mean, I think they know who she is, but don't really have the connection that Holden did with her. Okay. And, and of course, yeah. and Naomi has to get into Holden's face about ignoring the war. Uh, yes. <laughs> and he says, well, if they don't take the razor back, you should. Right? It's like, listen, you have pissed off your entire crew. Yeah. And the person who cared the most for you. So just back it down just a few notches there, Naomi. Right. Then we get a scene with Amos and Prax where Amos is removing... The pins from Prax's head. <laughs> Those staples. Yeah, I loved it. Yeah. <laughs> Those were some damn big staples. That must have been a huge cut on his head. Uh, it was a pretty big cut, but yeah. Staples are not fun for anybody who has not had them before. Right. They suck. Yes, they do. And of course, Prax asks him if he's done this before. And Amos tells him, yes, just not on someone else. You go, okay, that'll be a story for later that I would sure like to hear. How uh, Amos stapled himself back together and then took them out. You know what? I don't know why you're surprised, though. I mean, really? Oh, yeah, not really, you know. Because, <laughs> of course, Press asks him why he thinks May's still alive, and Amos tells him that everyone that ever cared about him thinks he's dead. Which... That makes me, like, really start wondering what the heck happened. Especially when Prax starts talking to him. He's like, wait, you're from Baltimore, right? He's like, yeah. Yeah. And then he's like, yeah, the only way to get out of Baltimore was to die. He's like, well, how did you get out? I died. It's like, what? Yeah. <laughs> what? I'm confused. Yeah, just a little bit. It's like, did he fake his death? Did he actually die it. or something? And then... yeah. Like, kind of was brought back. I mean, I'm so confused. Yeah, died for four minutes and was able to be brought back to life once he was out of Baltimore. Was he frozen? You know. Yeah, just questions on questions on questions, basically, with that. On questions, yeah. Oh. So we see Naomi getting the comms fixed on the Razorback and, of course, verifies with Alex. And Alex actually has a good idea, telling her that, they ought to slave the Razorback to the Rossi, as he would rather it be following instead of connected just in case. Yeah. Good thinking. Now, of course, Naomi goes through the screens, and we see another picture of Julie Mao, which tells me she can't be too far away, maybe? That's what I was thinking, that she's going to definitely be coming back into the picture soon. Yes, I think so, too. And... Of course, there's a map with Tycho on it, and she enlarges it and sees the station, and of course, doesn't realize that Alex is seeing everything that she's doing. I don't know how. Duh. Right. So we end up with Bobby and Avasalara, who is now awake and looking at a broadcast. 
And Ava Solara says they'd missed a lot and maybe waking up wasn't a good thing. And we actually see some compassion between the two of them as Ava Solara extends her hand and tells Bobby thanks for not letting her die. And Bobby grabs her hand and tells her, proud to be of service, ma'am. And you go, wow, that's weird. <laughs> Just a little. Like, uh, hey, that, why are you showing emotion? I don't know how to feel. Right. After being just as unfriendly as possible to the, yeah. <laughs> to the crew that saved your butt, uh, he's all lovey-dovey to Ava Salar. It's like, wow. Yeah. It's like, head scratcher. Yeah. But Holden comes in and Bobby leaves. But you see Holden kind of nod his head at her. Yeah. Like, okay, they're okay. I guess. I, that's kind of what I got out of it, too, was we're really on the same team, and just let's work through this. Yeah. And, of course, Ava Solara tells Holden that she shouldn't be surprised. Chaos has a way of finding him. That's true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he tells him, well, we're just all victims of circumstance. And she tells him that he should use that for his memoir. I actually like that. Yeah. And a little <laughs> snark there. And I love it when he's like, okay, we're going to go right past that. How are you feeling? She's like, I freaking hate space. <laughs> <laughs> and then he comes back and tells her, oh, it takes some time to get used to. But you already curse like a sailor. <laughs> Obviously, you got that part down, right? Like, oh, okay. <laughs> I'm kind of surprised because we actually had F-bombs and she didn't say it this time unless they actually changed it. Right. So it's like, ah, why are you changing it? Yeah, because their back and forth was great because, of course, she tells him that at least I get to thank you in person for everything you did during the Eros incident. You're a hero. And he goes, no, Miller and Julie were the heroes. And then he asks, what the hell is going on, and why are you with a Martian Marine, and your government's trying to kill you? Yeah, it's like, yeah, there's a lot of shit happening. Right. So she tells him, and wants him to take him to a safe port. He turns around and tells her they're going to Io. And she's already gotten the information that they're going to find someone's daughter. That's very noble, but she has may have a way to end the conflict. <laughs> Holden says, You've been watching the news. Diplomacy is over. Yeah. She's like, listen, listen. I need a tight beam to the Agatha King. I got to tell Admiral Souther something. And he's like, eh, no. Yeah, not happening. Man, he's going to give away our position. You're out of your mind. It's like, we already did that once to help you. Not going to yeah. happen again. So sorry. And of course, she goes, what happened to the man that risks certain death on arrows? And Holden says, I've stopped fighting battles I knew I couldn't win. Thank you, Prax. Yeah, starting to be like, wasn't he just talking about he was, what, leaning against windmills or something, like, last right. episode? I didn't understand. So, like, all of a sudden, one episode later, which is, like, two hours later, he suddenly yeah. changed his mind and everything? Yeah. Then she goes, it's not just about the war. We need to contain the protomolecule. Make sure it doesn't fall into the wrong hands. And Holden just starts shaking his head and smiling. He goes, it's too late. Everybody's got it. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. He replies, no, it's just I've heard it all before. Everyone, including me. 
And about the time he leaves, of course, Officer Solara's got a, a card up her sleeve and mentions that she met his mother. Yeah. <clears throat> and of course, the reason why she did was when Earth said you were a terrorist, she went to find out for herself. And is a lovely woman, and she thought I was full of shit, too, at first. Who wouldn't? And she goes on to say she's well and happy for you, and happy you're free. And when you were a boy, you wanted to be a knight. <laughs> just just keep sprinkling on, like, here, let me tell you all these little memories your mom told me about. Right. And she's almost as manipulative as Aaron Wright is. And you just got to hope she's doing it for the right reasons. I'm assuming she is doing it for the right reasons. Yeah, you would think. But, I don't know, because she's like, obviously, this isn't an accident that we're back together in all of this crap. Right. And so, is she going to be able to tell everybody and talk them into everything? This right. is where the question is. But we kind of pull away from those two talking then. And right. we see the Razorback has now been kind of in tow. Right. So at least it's not connected. It's been slaved, yeah. so it's following the Rossi. And Alex is like, hey, we should check the comms because it's been a while. And you never know with battle. Holden's like, fine, make it quick. And then we see a message to Alex from his wife. And the look on his face was the same look I know I had. Because I'm like, what is it going to yeah. say? <laughs> and it pretty much said what I thought it was going to say. And this hurt. God, just twist yes. that blade. Yes, it did. Because she comes on screen, she's like, we thought you were dead for so long. You waited too long. And your son has learned to live without a father. And a real husband wouldn't have done that to his wife. I'm glad you think there's something more important, but we don't need you anymore. Uh Uh-huh. Click. Why? (laughs) And Alex is just sitting there. And you know he had to know this was coming. Oh, yeah. Almost exactly that way. But it's still, yes. Plunge that knife into my heart and twist. Yeah. I would almost have been better off with him not receiving anything. Right. But once again, I think this is going to move things in a little bit different direction with the crew. Okay. And we will see how that pans out. Uh, it was... Oh, no. But anyway. Yeah. So next we see... Amos helping Ava Solara into her mag boots. Oh, she was mad. I don't want to wear these yeah, things. She's like, uh, Captain's orders. Yeah, you must or you get off. And he tells her, oh, they're just like walking in pumps. And I love it because she stopped and looked at him like, how do you know what it's like to walk in pumps? <laughs> and he goes back, I didn't always work in space. I was like, oh my God, Amos. And he's kind of smirking at her. Yeah. She's like, all right, I, I like this guy. Yeah. <laughs> and we get to see Alex have a moment where he's heating up some of his lasagna. Of course. So It's not real cheese, but it's made with right. love. So obviously, I mean, God, when did he, he made the lasagna like two seasons ago. Yeah. <laughs> so obviously it's just been a few days. But um, he's like, do you want some? And she's like, no, I'm not hungry. And he has to tell her, listen, I seen you checking out Tycho. And she tries to play it off like, no, you wouldn't understand. He's like, listen, I do understand. I'm still ticked what you did, but you have a commitment to the belt. I wish I had your strength. Now, obviously, he's thinking about what just came down with his wife. Right. That he wasn't committed to the 
to the family, and at least she is. And when he's like, yeah, you sure you don't want anything? And she's like, okay. He's like, here, you can have this. I'll get some more. It's like, oh, that's really sweet. And yes. it's hard, though, because, yes, this is his family now. This is all he has left. But, oh, God, knowing he has a family. Like, I honestly yeah. thought that they were gone. Right. Until that message this uh, this season. It's like, oh, God, this is hard. <laughs> yeah. So we... Now, we, of course, we don't get to see them sit down and eat it and talk, but the entire crew is assembled on the bridge, and Avasalaro thanks them for saving her, but let's cut to the bullshit, and she'll go first. Wow. I'm like, what? All right. She's not going to beat around the bush and lie. Okay. No. Here's what happened. Aaron Wright was working with Mal to develop the hybrid soldiers, and the proof is on the communications buffer. Yeah. She hands it to Holden and wants him to decrypt it and authenticate it. It's like, all right. Bobby tells them that they unleashed one of those things on Ganymede, and it wiped out her entire squadron. Avasalara believes Aaron Wright plans on using them to lay waste to Mars, and we need your help to stop them. Now, obviously, at this point, everybody's paying attention. Right. And Holden goes, oh, no big deal. I'll do you one better. <laughs> Show the video of the hybrid incursion on the Rossi. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, we fought one of those. Amos is just like, yeah, we fought one. Beat it. And Bobby's like, what? What? You beat it? How? Because Alice yeah. is like, wasn't that simple, guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you had to draw it out with um, a nuclear bomb and... Right, let it rip the crap out of the ship, and and then we burn it up with our drive plane. Yeah. yeah. Was it as easy as Amos? Just like, oh, yeah, we totally, totally fought one. Totally cool. Beat it, too. And, of course, Prax informs them that they believe they're producing the hybrids on Io using children, which includes his daughter. And Avasalar goes, well, she hopes they find her, and what are they going to do if they find scientists and soldiers and everything else? And Amos tells her, we'll shoot the scientists and nuke everything else. Yeah, man, Amos ain't playing around. Amos is just no. like, yeah, I'm going to brag a little, but yeah, that's what we're doing. Then Avasalara has to get her dig in by saying, based on your track record, they would give the whole lot to the belt. Yeah. <laughs> Holden says, they don't need it. They already have some. Yeah. And of course. And Avasalara just gets all in his face. How could you be so stupid to give it to Johnson? Right. But it's not Johnson. And then, of course, Naomi is like, no, it was me. And. Yeah. I would do it again. And she's like, listen, there's good belters, but the OPA is the ones that are, like, causing all the crap. Right. And Naomi's like, you don't know anything. Earth and Mars have it, so the belters deserve it as well. Nobody deserves this thing. Right. You should get rid of it immediately. It's going to take over the system yes. in no oh, time. I was like, yeah, you know what? Let's nuke Io. That's cool. I'm good with that. Yeah. We want the same things. Until, of course, we, yeah, we see them yeah. kind of chilling out at the kitchen talking. And I love it because I, I was like, huh, who killed the coffee machine? Naomi's like, excuse me. Naomi, don't start. Yeah. Don't start. I like you, but they'll mad at you. Don't start yeah. crap. And being snippy is not helping. Right. And when Avislara's like, you know what? I'm not unsympathetic with what's going on with the belters, but the OPA should not be the one. Talk it up for everybody. Right. 
And Naomi. And Naomi oh. says, we're not going to be friends. Right. Well, it doesn't mean we have to be enemies. And I love it because this is kind of, this fits almost everything. Oh, there's an old Belter joke. And of right. course, it's, how do you know when it, what did you say? Inner, an inner is lying. Their lips are moving. And obviously Laura had finished yeah. it. It's kind of like the same thing. How do you know when a politician's lying? His mouth yeah. is moving. It's like, <laughs> listen, Naomi was just, you know, looking at Avsalara like she was chewing on glass. She's like, you can fool yeah. the others, but I know what you're doing. And Avsalara's like, I am trying to stop this war from getting worse. And Naomi is just, I don't know if she honestly believes this or if she just really doesn't like politicians, basically. Right. Because Naomi's telling her, you just want the protomolecule for Earth because they don't have a sample and you need one. It's the only way you can stay in the game. That's why you're still on the ship. That's why I'm still on the and, ship. Yeah, to make sure you don't get it. And Avasar said, you're right. We're not going to be friends. It's like, And just her reaction just kind of made me go, hmm, could Naomi actually, could there have been just a teeny hint of truth in what Naomi was saying? See, that yes, Avasalara wants a sample as well, just so they can be in the same court. See, I wasn't thinking If she thinking really that. believes that Mars has got it, which I don't know if she does or not. Right. I wasn't thinking that myself. Because she thinks Aaron Wright is trying to wipe out Mars mm-hmm. with it. So so maybe, really, the belt may be the only place that has the sample. And you go, oh, God, no. Right. <laughs> Like, we really need... Not with Johnson and... Right. That would be bad. Yeah. I don't know. Hey, Steve, do we have any feedback for this episode of The Expanse? Oh, yes, we do. Our buddy from the Netherlands, Fred, has given us some audio feedback, so let's take a listen. Hello, Steve and Sean. This is Fred from the Netherlands with a short feedback on The Expanse, Episode 3, just before I'm going to watch Episode 4, which I will watch tomorrow. About episode 3, uh, the tension on on board of the Rosananta, I still call it the Rosananta, is uh, is still quite high, and uh, Afazirola and Bobby coming in doesn't make that much better. Although the tension between Bobby and Afazirola is not there. She is really kind of bodyguard to her, so they, they bonded very well, I think. Although Alex tries to, uh, to solve uh, or diminish the tension with cheese. Cheese is also always good, especially if you come from Holland. Aaron Wright is uh, quite annoying me. He is just so malevolent, so the writers uh, did very did their job very well in getting him this evil and this annoying. And uh, he is projecting uh, to Anna and the Secretary General that it's their fault, but actually it's his fault, because he already started the systems before he really got a clearance to shoot. And, Steve, did you recognize the second-in-command to uh, Admiral's uh, shutter? That actually was Ainsley from Orphan Black, Natalie Lesinska, and I was analyzing her name tag on her uniform, which is, was quite, quite difficult, but I thought she was called Shelter, and uh, or, or Shelfer, and uh, I put a, t- a tweet on uh, on Twitter, and then she actually, the actress herself, reacted and uh, and told us that her name was Sheffer, and probably we'll see her back. 
I'm really feeling with Toa. I think he is uh, becoming a, a hybrid. Uh, you also saw his eyes already change. Final remark. There is no me too for Bobby Draper. She says to Alex, call me darling again and you'll be, you will be saying that drawl in sign language. Greetings, all the best, Fred from the Netherlands. Well, thank you, Fred, for all the insights. I love that he's catching all these people, too, that we're not. Yeah. Because he's done it it's a couple, couple times, times yeah. now he's done that. And I don't know how, I, I don't know if it was just because I really didn't like Ainsley at all in Orphan Black, and so I just kind of blacked her out. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, nice that she is on here. And at first, where I think thought he was going was that they did some kind of, like, anagram with her name, which... They didn't, but I was like, oh, okay, so Schaefer. So she's actually prominent for this episode. Yeah, first officer. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah, I thought, I, I kind of, when I saw this feedback, I went, oh, man, I can't believe I missed that. <laughs> I know, but, you know With what? her hair tied back. She looks so different. A lot different. Yes, she does. Plus, she's not just in those kind of preppy mom clothes. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Some makeup and hair does make people look totally different. Like, yes, it does. Yes, I look better when I actually, you know, do stuff. And Fred, I do have to agree with you. Cheese does always make everything better because I love cheese. <laughs> and I don't think anybody's going to say no to some like piping hot homemade mac and cheese or something, even though Alex has to keep saying, you know, it's not real, but just go with it, Alex. Don't don't add the butt part. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and yes, we totally agree with. Your comments on Aaron Wright, he's definitely working our nerves uh, as well. I want to punch him. <laughs> and yeah, it was quite amazing to see. We were all hoping that we would get Bobby and Ava Solara on the Rasanati, and how this episode played out was not what I don't think any of us were expecting. <laughs> no, not at all. But I'm so glad that the group's all together. Yes, I think. Things will eventually turn around, and it will not be as intense, shall we say, on the Rossi as it has been over the last uh, episode or two. Let's hope so. But we really appreciate the feedback, Fred, and hope to hear from you again soon. Thank you, Fred. What do you guys think? Shoot us an email at sci-fi-talk at fangirlzone.com. Let us know what you think, what's going on. Whose side is everybody on? I mean... I'm thinking, oh, great, we have all our good guys together finally, right? Maybe no. <laughs> so Maybe they might not work together well, that's for that sure. That would be the real thing. <laughs> well, while you're sending us an email, why don't you rate and review us on iTunes and every other platform you're finding us on, because good ratings and reviews help other fans of the show find us. Tell your friends. We do hope you're enjoying the podcast. Don't forget to check out fangirlzone.com. You can see our Redbubble store over there. You can find all of our contacts to make it easy because I never remember them all. And I've been told recently we need to get on Reddit because apparently there's a whole Expanse thing on Reddit. So if you're listening to this, you can always go look on Reddit and see what's out there. And then let me know if I should be trying to create one for Fangirl Zone over there so that we can get all the fun sci-fi stuff out there. So, all that being said, for this episode of Sci-Fi Talk, I'm Sean Fangirl S. And I'm Steve. The Martians are bonding. And until next time.